Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to another grand and glorious day in the best little city in America, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where the twins lost. That's okay. And we're going to have a show for you anyway here in the second hour. Coming up after a short break here, we're going to chat with uh, Michael Christensen, the smart cyclist. He's going to be hanging out with us for a little while, which will be fun. And uh, we'll, we'll do some other stuff. We'll just chat because there's some news going on that we can discuss out there. I, I was able to drive by the uh, near collapse, the the tilting facade downtown. So I got that. From, it's just a facade, it's not just, the building, just the facade. Just the facade. It's not the whole thing, which is, you know, that's fortunate, I think. I think we all believe that that's a good thing. Um, but, you know, there was maybe a little panic out there. It is across the street from a building that did collapse. So that is the same intersection, but it is a completely different block. It's not like connected or anything like that. Uh, I, you know, I think it, uh, they've got some equipment down there. I don't think it's going to fall down, but I did see some comments that say that it's uh, going to have to be rebuilt. But we'll come back right after this have news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters and talk about all of it on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we bring you into this Twins shortened edition of the Patrick Lally Show on a wonderful Thursday afternoon. A little bit going on out there. There's news in the best little city in America. Of course, you uh, probably have heard by now that uh, the the facade, the facade on the building uh, down uh, between 10th and 11th on Phillips there that houses... Uh, the Vishnu Bunny Tattoo Parlor, uh, Tattoo and Piercing, I should say. Lovely place. I like the Vishnu. Uh, and Primp, which is a salon there, or a uh, boutique. Sorry, a boutique. Uh, that's the building right next to Coffea. And uh, it doesn't, I mean, it's not going to fall off, apparently. Like, it's just leaning off the building. Like, if, uh, like, they, you know, they had some glue on there and it just wore out. Or, like, the the double-sided tape they were using finally gave up the ghost or whatever. But the building is fine, apparently. The building is sound. And uh, last I saw, I went by there on my way to the station this morning or this afternoon, and uh, you know, big crowd gra- gathered there. Everybody just, a lot of people standing and, and looking at the building because <laughs> I think they were just waiting for uh, a contractor or the like to get there and... Uh, you know, lend a little assistance. And I, I have see, since seen some photos of the, uh, you got, a, you know, one of those uh, cherry picker big uh, things up there and they're just kind of holding it up. So I think it looks like everything's going to be okay. But there's a lot of fire trucks and the streets are all blocked off. So, you know, if you don't go, go down there, don't go down there. Everybody got a little, uh, little worked up maybe because of the history of uh, the Copper Lounge and all that. But everybody's fine. Everything's fine. You can't get coffee. Cafe is still closed. Vishnu's closed. Primp is closed. So that's bad for business. I feel bad for those guys, but it uh, looks like everything's going to be okay there. Uh, the other news, this 
the, the news that's sort of been uh, 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 pushed aside <laughs> by this brief encounter with a leaning structure is the fact that the president's coming. Yeah, your president, Donald J. Trump, will be in Sioux Falls on Friday, September 7th. I have that right, I believe. Doesn't that kind of show us the state of things when <laughs> the facade on a building <laughs> is more newsworthy than the president of the United States? Although I think some of that kind of leaked out yesterday. Yeah. But now was, we've got the yeah. so- solids on what it is going to yeah. be. It, well, there was there was reference to it even a couple of weeks ago that, that, that he was looking at a trip. So this is confirmation of the trip. But still, you know, he's going to be here on the 7th doing a fundraiser for Christy Nome. And uh, I think that's a testament to the uh, president's popularity here. But uh, for so for five thousand dollars a couple, which is you know twenty five hundred a person, which I think is the campaign limit, contribution limit in the governor's race. Can't remember that for sure. But uh, uh, it might be more than that in statewide. At any rate, five grand a couple will get you uh, a photo with El Presidente, Donald J. Trump. So I mean, I bet you there are a lot of people who want to do that. Uh, raise a lot of money for Christy Nome in her race against Billy Sutton. Who do you think he could bring? You know, Billy's going to have to uh, come up with something here. Well, who could he bring in that would be, you know, a, a big name Democrat that could pull well, yeah, Obama, Clinton? I think, think they'd bring in Bill Clinton at this point. It's possible. What are you going to say? Oh, <laughs> Oh, sure, bring in Bill Clinton. He had that whole... Si- Wait a minute. Oh. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> I bet you Billy would come in. Billy and Billy. Couple of hillbillies. <laughs> and now I'm getting into my head the, the thoughts of Billy Carter back in the day, the brother yep. of Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Oh, man. that And that guy had a quite a an, an, uh, an inglorious history. He did, with Billy Beer. Oh, then, yeah. He had some trouble with his taxes or something like that. I think uh, I think he was charged with tax evasion. I can't remember. But Billy was clearly the uh, uh, black sheep of the Carter family there, boy. <whistles> That's some polar opposites. But, yeah, he was entertaining. Entertaining guy. Well, maybe, maybe he could bring, maybe Billy Sutton could bring in a guy like Jon Stewart. Yeah. He could do that. Like an entertainer of some sort. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Colbert. <laughs> no, probably. Uh, he probably got better luck getting Colbert. No, he might have to lower his sights a little bit. We should think about that. He needs a he needs a uh, a uh, you know equal and opposite force to counter the president's visit. I've covered a lot of presidents vi- presidential visits, and they're fun. You know, I covered uh, Bill Clinton down in uh, Iowa. In the Iowa Senate, and then another time uh, when he, Clinton was in Ames at a uh, rural summit of some sort, uh, and there were a lot of uh, high-level administration officials at that one. Al Gore was there, and uh, oh, I can't even remember the Ag Secretary at the time, and but there were a lot of people at that Tom one. Tom Vilsack? It wasn't, no, it wasn't Vilsack. He was Obama. Okay. Vilsack, uh, in fact, I don't think Vilsack was even governor. No, he wasn't. Tom Vilsack was still in the Senate. He was in the Iowa Senate when Bill Clinton visited. I remember that because he sat, Vilsack sat uh, right across from me, right? It was my little my little seat in the Iowa Senate, and then there was Vilsack. I used to talk to him all the time, just chatting, you know, because there's a lot of downtime there. 
But so, you know, presidential visits are fun. Ooh, Mike Espy was the guy. Mike Espy. Wow. Nice poll there, Dan. Nice. Thanks for the research. Sure. Uh, and it was all about ag issues. But uh, it was, that was a long one. That was a two-day jobber. Clinton was sat there, and, and they talked about uh, rural policy and economic development, and he stayed the night, and it was a big dang deal. But uh, And, and I, uh, I interviewed Al Gore a couple times. That was fun. Other presidential visits. We had a lot here, though, too, you know, during the, during the whole uh, 2004, 2002, 2004 race, Senate races. Uh, you know, George Bush was here a couple of times. Bill Clinton's been here. Of course, Obama. So it's it's a good time. Now, let me ask you, since you mentioned that you've covered presidential visits, since this is a fundraiser, mm-hmm. are there media possibilities of being able to be a, to at least be in the room for that? Probably, probably not. I don't know. You know, they may still announce some. I would imagine that he'll have some sort of speech, like fly into the airport, get out, go to the hangar, talk, go to the fundraiser, get back in the airplane, head to Fargo or he's coming from Fargo. I can't remember either way, but, uh, it'll be, it, I, my bet is it'll be a, uh, maybe three hour total on the ground situation. And that's not too far off of what happened when Obama came. Nope. He, you know, flew into Sioux Falls, trucked it up to Watertown, mm-hmm. trucked it back and then. Vroom. Yeah. And Bill Clinton did that too. In the last days of the, his Bill Clinton's last campaign stop ever was in Sioux Falls. And they, they held the, the great story that Kranz used to say, tell was that he got a call from the White House, I think it was him, at the newsroom as Clinton's plane was sitting on the uh, tarmac out at Joe Foss. They waited until the first papers came off the press and somebody ran them out to him at the, uh, at the tarmac. Then they took off. Coverage of his last campaign visit. So, you know, lots of good stories about it. You know, Reagan in 86, I think it was. Very famous visit. George Bush uh, won. He was here. So we've all, we've gotten our share. But they're, they're a time of great excitement if you're in the news. So anyway, that's my little presidential stories. Uh, Michael Christensen is here. He's in the building, as a matter of fact. And we will talk to the smart cyclist in a very special edition of Weird Friends here after this short break. This is the Patrick Lally Show in Information 1000 KSOO. Don't you worry and come on in When I finally found a friend I found a friend 421 on the Patrick Lally Show Information 1000 KSOO It just seems like a trample by turtles kind of day As we let that roll a little bit Just to set the mood for the smart cyclist, Michael Christensen, who is quite gracious enough to come on over on a uh, Twins baseball game day and hang out with me for a little bit. Michael, thanks for being here. Happy to be here. It feels a little bit later than usual. Well, it is a little bit later than usual. Okay. That's okay, though, right? Yeah. You're cool with that? Yeah, very good. Yeah. All right. So uh, we, we're going to talk in, in a minute. We're going to talk about a bicycle adventure, right? And Okay. Urban bicycle adventure. An urban bicycle adventure, and that's what we're all looking for. And uh, but first of all, and maybe talk a little cyclocross. But first of all, uh, our our group fab that we are both volunteers for and uh, 
receive no compensation. Falls Area so, Bicyclists. Falls Area Bicyclists, which is a local bike club, of which Mr. Uh, Smart Cyclist is the president and I am a hanger-on. Um, people are coming out like crazy. I can't believe how many people are out riding their bikes at, yes. at our group rides. And yes. it's awesome. So we had a little pizza and, and ice cream ride on Sunday, right? Yes. Uh, 50 people showed up. 50 people. And that was Sunday. Saturday, there were 50 people at the Saturday coffee shop ride. Not even the same people. Right. That's just you got wild. your morning people who come for coffee, and then you got your afternoon people who showed up the next day for pizza ice cream. And those are lovely uh, urban, nice, casual rides for families and such. Right. And, and we like to do that. And then we have the Wandering Wednesday rides every Wednesday night. And that was big last night. <laughs> People are showing up to everything. I don't even know the numbers last night, but I saw the photo. And that's a little that's a little uh, little road ride out in the country. Yeah, 25 or so miles on highways. And so there's people riding bikes in all different kinds of, of forms and times. And I and I think that that is, is huge. And ages. Ages. Little kids, old people. Yeah, young teens on the on that pizza pizza ice cream pedal ride. And um, I had a kid in a trailer on on a, in a burley, you know, yeah. not not pedaling, so no. I don't count them as a rider. But a smallish child, yeah, yeah, youngish, yeah. Well, that's great. All ages, they're get all different kinds of riders, right? So you're not going to have the same people going for pizza and ice cream as you did uh, out on the road. Some of the some of them will be the same, but not all of them. So, not yeah. It's all different kinds of people, and the it's, beautiful. It's thing, an amazing time. The bicycle serves so many people, and mm-hmm. we have such a great place to ride here in our fine community. Whether it's whether it's going for a coffee ride, going for a single track ride, which is coming along, as you're in your role as treasurer of FAST as well, Falls Area Single Track. I have an inside look. You do have an inside look. Um, why don't it, That is coming along marvelously. Yes. It's been a while since I've actually been there and seen it. Up to Tut Hill. Partly because every time I try, it's going to be wet. Because, <laughs> you know. It's been raining. It's been raining. Every other day but, for the last six months. But yeah, I understand that you can you start at the bottom of uh, that road that goes into Tuthill Park, which we had the name wrong last time, and now and now it escapes me. St. Um, Charles Place. No, I don't know what it is. I wanted to say St. Andrews, but that was proven wrong. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's the road the, that's in Tuthill. St. Andrews, a golf course in yeah England? Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. Um, start start toward the bottom of that hill, and there's single track across the sledding hill and out and back and beyond, and pops out at the at the top at the parking lot at the top of Tut Hill, way mm-hmm. at the back there. Yeah. So it's a lot. And then from there it goes. It's starting us another loop, and I'm not sure how far that's gone. But the guy. But, but right now you can ride in and you can ride out. The professional trail builder is in there doing it. But yep. we're we're a little short in our fundraising. So this is for a minute like going to be the single track, Sioux Falls single track, the Falls area single track uh, telethon. Is it? Okay. Yeah, so, so donate. So, so what you do is you go online to fallsareasingletrack.org, find the donate button, uh, hit up PayPal with uh, 10 bucks, you know? Not anything. Make something that's going to stay and be be new and going to stay forever. And I always uh, describe this as one of the greatest public-private partnerships in city history because it hasn't cost the city a dime. Right. And the whole project, how much? Uh, $70,000 is the goal. And where are we? And it'll be around there. Um, 55, I think, right now. Yeah. So which is remarkable, right? So so who would have dreamed that, that this organization could have raised that it seemed let alone build single track in tud hill park it seemed like a big reach 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's still, uh, I know like uh, the trail series, the running trail series race, they're donating their proceeds to fast. Yep. Because they want to use the trails, but that's, right. so, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. The running community has stepped up and, and expanded and uh, been bold about that. And, and it's a nice partnership. It's, it's helpful. Fallsareasingletrack.org. Yeah. Just that. That's all you need. That's all you need to know. It is. And uh, go and donate people. Help out. Everybody. Every little bit helps. So come out and hang out. If nothing else, just go out and see how cool it is at Tuthill Park. It is really neat to walk through that park through the urban forest. Yeah. So there you go. We're going to come right back and talk more with the Smart Cyclist after the news with Mr. Dan Peters and the weather. And uh, we will uh, hear about his urban cycling adventure. It's quite the story. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. They brought me down to size. I could tell you blue. 434 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. And uh, we have here with us Mr. Michael Christensen, the smart cyclist. And we've been chatting about uh, all kinds of stuff. And we're actually awaiting... Perhaps an update from uh, KSFY uh, reporter Bridget Bennett from uh, down at the uh, facade. So, so I might get preempted. You might get. You might have. To, you might have to just take a break for a second. But breaking we, news. We were. T- you've been telling me. Uh, you were telling me the story about this. You, you had just like a massive urban bike adventure that is just. It's just cool. Yeah. What, so what happened? So the other day I left work and I spent the entire evening on my bicycle going places and having fun. And so the highlights are a picnic at Leif Erikson Day Camp, uh, steak and um, potato salad, and uh, at Leif Erikson. And I got a and I got a uh, I got some infrastructure stories there. And then mm-hmm. I biked over. I was bike, uh, and that was with my father, and did some biking with my father there. And then I continued. no, and you should say your father also has been a lifelong bike commuter or long yes, time bike commuter. Definitely, my my father is seventy something ish, and he rides to and from work. Yeah, he's still working part time, and every day, all all year long, winter, everything. In fact, when you guys moved here, didn't you tell me the story that he bought the house near uh, based on. Uh, being able to bike to work. Right. So location, he moved here to work at Sioux Falls College. Mm-hmm. And we live in a house three, we lived in a house three blocks away from there. So biking and walking back and forth yeah. to work. And that's where I learned it. And it's, it is passed on generationally. So you went for your ride with your dad. Yeah. So, so Leif Erickson Day Camp, a picnic. It was a rental area, a, a church gathering kind of a thing. Yeah. And uh, my father messaged me and said, okay, I'm, I'm leaving at five and I'm leaving my house. And, uh, to get there, I'm gonna uh, get on uh, get on 26th Street, take the lane, and ride my bike down there, and turn right into Lee Ferrickson Day Camp. Right? That's that's awesome. I can't remember Jaeger Road, right? Jaeger yeah. Road is where he made that right turn on 26th Street. I got that message, and I was like, Ugh, "Rush Hour, 26th Street. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go my own way. I'm gonna go a little bit later, and I'm gonna pick a better route." Right? So. I went around the bike trail south, and uh, first I tried to sneak in the back way of Leif Erikson Day Camp, right? Because I know the bike trail and right. where that kind of hits there. Would Well, of course, I found a gate, and it was locked. And uh. I could have climbed the gate and the barbed wire, but no. I, you know, I, I, I can still do better than that. So I continued around south, <laughs> um, got to where I was, got to 26th Street, and knew that I couldn't make, couldn't, there was no uh, way, easy way up the elevation from bike trail to bridge on 26th right. street right so i went under the under the railroad track and along southeastern right so i'm on the sidewalk there <laughs> and then the sidewalk ends which should have been my first clue so then i'm single single speeding through on a road bike through grass 
get over to where the sidewalk might be on 26th Street, right? But there's no sidewalk there, right? And in fact, there's no sidewalk on the south side of the 26th Street Bridge over the river, right? So I got nothing. I can't get there from there, right? <laughs> so, so, so you talk about infrastructure and bike friendly and being able to get places and, uh, and yeah, I couldn't get there. So I had to pick another route. That's pretty cool. And we're going to continue that story in just a moment. But for right now, <laughs> we have Bridget Bennett on the line from the, uh, we will have her just a second here. And we should have Bridget Bennett, KSFY reporter. Bridget, are you there? I am here. Thanks so much for having me. So uh, I want to get a hold of you because you were on the scene at the uh, facade issue on Phillips Avenue uh, at Vishnu Bunny. Uh, what's the latest down there? Is everything okay? Everything seems to be fine right now. The police have or firefighters had a huge response right around 1 o'clock today. But right now, most of the scene has been turned over to the building's owners. They've had contractors out there working and have really secured that front facade of the Vishnu Bunny building. There's kind of three stores, Vishnu Bunny, and then two clothing stores connected. And they've got that pretty well secured, but they are still blocking off that walkway and that portion of the street yet, just as a precaution for people there. So if you were going to be downtown tonight, uh, maybe you, you can still pass on the uh, walk on the west side of Phillips, right? Is that still open? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is still open. There's still lots of different parking spaces available, and it's a big night for downtown. This whole situation comes kind of the same day as the grand opening of the new Lewis Drug and the Paves new patio bar, and I believe they're hosting a grand opening tonight that a lot of people are going to be coming downtown for. So it's still safe to come downtown. They just want you to avoid that part of the sidewalk in front of the building, but they do have it shored up and secured fairly well right now. And even at its worst point this morning before when they first realized the issue, I would say it was leaning maybe two to three inches Mm -hmm. further off the building than it was in the past. Yeah. So uh, everybody was a little bit tense there for a while, but things were, seemed to be under control. Things seemed to be under control. um, But I did hear from the, you know, they evacuated the sidewalks, the stores, everything as a precaution. They had, dozens of firefighters and police officers and a very large response. All the city leaders, the mayor was out there, um, city engineers, huge response right away, just as a precautionary measure. And I uh, talked to a lot of people who are employees who work on Phillips Avenue, shoppers, and everyone seemed to be happy that they responded so quickly with Mm -hmm. so many people, just knowing that they were really taking this seriously and trying to prevent the possibility of any injuries. And the building itself is, is okay, right? I mean, it's just the yes. facade. Okay. Yes, I don't believe they've ever had any concern about the structure of the building. I know that they did check that out for sure. But the main concern was about the facade, that brick facade at the very top of the building, which, of course, if you're walking on downtown Phillips Avenue, is very dangerous, especially for pedestrians or mm-hmm. even people parked in that area. If it were to come down. If it were to come it, down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bridget Bennett, uh, reporter for KSFY, and I imagine you will have a full report at 5 and 6, Bridget? I will have a full report out live at the scene here at 5 o'clock and again at 6 o'clock, so please join us then. Awesome. Thank you, Bridget. Yes, thank you, Patrick. Have a good day. Uh, and so that's the latest from the uh, facade little emergency downtown, uh, and we're going to come right back and we're going to talk more. We're going to let the smart cyclist finish his story about his urban adventure it just We just keep it coming here on the Patrick Lally Show. Just one news event after another. We'll be right back. This is Information 1000.
KSOO. 445 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. And uh, just before we got our update from Bridget Bennett of KSFY-TV on the facade issue down at uh, on Phillips Avenue, we were talking with Michael Christensen, the smart cyclist, about this lovely urban adventure. And last we left this off, you were, you were struggling, struggling to find a path into Leif Erikson Day Camp, which... If it was before they started the construction on Rotary, you could have gone maybe underneath, but that's well, you can't do that now. Um, no, that is actually that's what I ended up doing. Oh, so, really? So here I am. I can throw a rock to the driveway of Lee Erickson Day Camp, but I can't ride my bike there without getting on Twenty Sixth Street, right? So I had to retrace my steps, go back under the railroad tracks at Pasley Park, go under the bridge at Twenty Sixth Street, around into Rotary Park. <laughs> so now, now instead of avoiding the uh, that rush hour traffic and the right turn. Uh, off of 26th Street, yep. I am in 5.30 p.m. traffic <laughs> on 26th Street making a left turn. <laughs> you got your arm all the way out. You, I, got, like, I got one arm waving, one arm pointing left. <laughs> and in the end, it was fine, except yep. for, yeah, you know, just the ease of use of that area. It's not good. Terrible. Now, of course, they're rebuilding it. And yes, it will be different. And yes, there will be probably sidewalks on both sides. Um, but they're inviting all this traffic and all this... They're it's, just inviting all this stuff to that area. And so why would you want to go there? <laughs> it's just going to make it. All these cars. It is a monstrous uh, uh, project. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a little bit about it on KSO.com uh, last weekend. It's up there. Uh, and there's if you go on the bike trailer rotary park, they've got the schematic there. And I imagine you can find it at SiouxFalls.org. But it is it is a massive structure. Right. That they're building there. Yeah. That's taken like the little rotary park thing that they're doing now with the little teeny bridge. That's nothing. Right. Uh, it's going to be like elevated up above over the railroad tracks. It's yeah. Huge. Does it, yeah. Is this good? Is this good urban planning? Do we think? <laughs> well, it's no place I want to be. No, because you can't get across it now on a bike. Right. But there will be the bike trail underneath. And then so yeah. people go, oh, it should be fine. Go on the bike trail. Right. Which, unless you got to get to Leif Erickson. <laughs> exactly. Or yeah. uh, or a, a Cliff Avenue greenhouse. Yeah. What yeah. if I wanted to buy some plants? Right. What do I do then? Yep. Um, so, what was that's not your- You got, some, you, you got more time though, because I got more. Yeah, I, we're fine. Okay. We, you have more adventure. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so we did our, we did our meal. It was, it was fine and dandy. And, um, and then here we are then, my dad and I on our bikes, leaving- now you got to get out of there. And turning right onto 26th Street into the lane of traffic and, and being on our merry way where we took the first exit off of that road and got onto the bike trail. Mm-hmm. So that was all fine. But yeah, I'm chuckling on that whole sidewalks on both sides of the street things. At least we're realizing that those are important now and mm-hmm. it's a health thing. Okay, so my father and I then are on heading south on the bike trail and going around and yammering away and having a nice little time and we get we got around to minnesota avenue and we said farewell to each other Mm because he goes home that direction and i kept going and it was around here that i decided that my ultimate destination is going to be the final run through of the roosevelt marching band Ah, practice yeah because i love doing that and your son is in the band yep yep falls are all about uh the season the fall season is for me is all about marching band and cyclocross mm-hmm. racing so i i decided that's going to be my ultimate destination um but i had some time to kill so i stopped for a treat because <laughs> there was no dessert at this picnic ah uh, 
That's an oversight. I found myself some ice cream. Yeah. Stencil? Um, what's that? Go to Stenzlin? I went to Stenzlin. Yeah. Um, but, I want to, but I want to observe the access to places that are near the bike trail now, right? Yeah. So, so uh, you got your parlor down, your ice cream shop parlor mm-hmm. downtown, which mm-hmm. everything downtown is accessible by mm-hmm. bike. Um, and you got your, you got your Dairy Queen South, which, you know, since they expanded the bike trail under mm-hmm. that 57th Street, that whole area there is accessible and easy mm-hmm. to get to. Turks and Carcos, uh Cabana. Yes. Frequent stop yep. for me. All that. Easily accessible yep. now. Um, and, and the Stenzlin, which is just right there off the bike trail too. So, and, and that, and grocery stores now too, right? You got your Aldi that backs mm-hmm. up right next to there. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, in the last few years, you know, you're getting some stuff that you can get to by the bike. And you don't bike. have to take some crazy and You don't have to get launch. on 26th street. And not that everything has to be accessible by the bike trail. Right. But you have to consider some of these things when you are building massive infrastructure. Right. Is that fair? That is fair. Next I mean, phase, you do have to. The next phase of transportation in this world is electric scooters. Right. And they are <laughs> causing a, a, a ruckus in the world that is, is hard to believe. Yep. There's, there's a federal law. There's a federal injunction against an electric scooter company because they are just... Anyway, that's a whole other discussion. So you're not done yet. No. You got ice cream. Ice cream. So that was fun. Always mm-hmm. a nice stop there mm-hmm. on the bike trail. Stensland ice cream. Fantastic. Right on 41st there at the river. Yep, yep, yep. Love that homegrown ice cream. Um, so then I got back on the bike trail, and I'm out and about going further. Now I'm headed north on that west side there. And uh, and just an aside, uh, it's getting dark, sun's going down, and uh, I'm coming up on some people and do my customary, I am passing you mm-hmm. or on your left. And it turns out it's a, it's a, a guy I work with and his wife. Oh, I didn't even know they ride bikes, right? Well, there you go. Of That's course, nice. people ride bikes. So give them the old Heidi Ho. <laughs> So that was fun. You know, it's a small town we live in, right? Right, right. And there's lots of familiar faces that I always see on the bike trail. But mm-hmm. These are some new faces, but I work with them. So that was really fun. Um, and then, uh, so then you're thinking about how to get to Roosevelt here, mm-hmm. right? And you got construction on Silver Valley. And so bike trail by Dunham Park is closed. Silver Valley Road is closed. And so that's- Really? I've been over there for a yeah. while. I did not know that. It's been closed for a couple of weeks. The bike trail by Dunham Park is closed. Yep. So they have a detour marked through oh. the actual park. Good. So, yeah, it, it's all good. That's a pretty nice thing, but it's no way to get to Roosevelt High School mm-hmm. from nah. Because I'm on the, you're on the wrong side of Skunk Creek at that yep. point to get anywhere. Um, so, right by the lift station there, there's a, there's actually a marked bike route now. There's yes. a sign that says this is a bike route with a number on it. You this, know, is off official. Of, this is off of the, the, the north side or the south side of Skunk Creek up to towards Lake Lorraine. Yes. Got it. Totally. Um Future plans are, are to actually pave that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it is accessible. It's accessible. Yeah, um, I was on my single-speed road bike and rode through gravel, which some people hate that, and some people freak out about that. Um, That's fine. And I was, but it was fine. Um, so uh, you get up there, up on top of the dike, and you're behind, like, a car wash, mm-hmm. the wave car wash. Um, behind the, there's a hotel, motel kind of a yeah. thing. There. You're right by, uh, you're right by St. Michael's. Yes. Yep. There's a road back there. And then, then you turn, take a left, you're heading south, and it's time to cross 26th Street, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I know because... West yes. 26th Street. Now, west we've gone 26. from right, the right, far right. east to the far west, both not pedestrian and or bike friendly. Right. Right. I know because of what I do that the city has at times made efforts to um, improve the situation for cyclists. Mm -hmm. And one of the things they do is we have these actuated traffic lights, right? Mm -hmm. Where you pull up in your car and it turns green for you eventually 
but it usually doesn't, it doesn't turn green unless you have pulled up in your car. Mm -hmm. And those are metal detectors. Um, and those, those make the light cycle. Well, of course, motorcyclists and, and especially bicyclists, cause they're little teeny don't have that much metal about them. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so they don't tend to actuate the light. Mm -hmm. Um, but at this particular intersection, they, they, well, they did some research and found like this hockey puck shaped thing that's mm -hmm. wireless that they could just insert into the ground. Really? Yeah. And they've done that um, in a number of intersections. You can, you can, we, uh, if you know what they look like, you can see them. And basically they put this hockey puck shaped thing in it and then they put a little, they put tar over it to cover it. So mm -hmm. we're talking like a three inch circle mm -hmm. and tar. And if you put your bike right over that. The light might change. <laughs> And that's my point, right? So they so they do all this work for yep. these wireless things yep. that are so specific that you're yep. not going to get a lot of false positives, right? So sometimes cars turn left and they get close enough to yep. those things so they trigger them. And, and so then they have to desensitize them. And then, of course, bikes don't work anymore. Yes. And so these you can put your bike on and it should change, but they don't always work. Are you going to make it to Roosevelt in the next 30 seconds? I told you I could spend your whole time. <laughs> so these are actually, though, ripped out of the ground. They're, they're not just there. Absent the place where they used to be. They're not there. They're not there. Did you make it to Roosevelt? This, that's going to have to be a yes or no question. I did, and, and then I got to ride home with both my sons from Roosevelt because my biking son was there and my marching band son was there, and, and so we rode right. home at the end of the that. That is an amazing story, Michael, and I appreciate you telling it. I appreciate we had the time because normally we wouldn't have that much time. So yeah, I was that worked I out. I was glad to well. be able to fill that for you. Nice, nice job. <laughs> Uh, coming up on the show tomorrow, wait, I won't tell you that for a minute. We'll talk about that in just a second. He is Michael Christensen, the Smart Cyclist, and I appreciate him being here. Thanks for listening to my story, Patrick. Coming up right after the break, I'm going to tell you what's going on tomorrow. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four fifty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO coming up tomorrow on the big show. Jeff Harkness from our sister station ESPN ninety-nine point one will be here with the big college football preview. State in the U, primarily maybe a little bit of Husker football. You're going to want to tune in for that. It's time, people. We'll see you tomorrow. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO.